Welcome to another episode of Ear to the Streets podcast with myself, T-Dot, as always. Got a special guest with me. I don't even want to try and like give you a title because it's a bit mad, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself because obviously the platform's yours in it. So introduce yourself to the listeners, man. Let them know who you are. Um, my name is Genesis Elijah. Um, I'm a, a UK artist, producer, rapper, all that good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah you do. You do it all, man. You do yeah, it all. a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> to be to be fair, man, that Jay Z land, you can't fit this hustle inside of a rapper, in it. Like, literally, literally, like, is that a lot literally. of stuff that I do? So yeah. But let let like, what I like to do on here is take it all the way back to the very mm. beginning, to the start. So um, you grew up in Brixton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moved yeah. to Luton and then sort of ended up in Watford. And what was it like growing up, the childhood, getting into music? What was your first sort of moments, I suppose, of thinking, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to be a UK artist, rapper, I want to be music. I think the first time I, I, I was like, music is what I'm going to do was when I first heard Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted. So I think I was nine. And um, just listening to that over and over, like I think, I got like a Walkman from up for Christmas or something. And I was just playing that. I used to play that over till the batteries died. And um, that I think that was the kind of the point where I was just like, yeah, this is what this is what I'm going to do. Or this is, it, you know, what? I don't think it was this is what I'm going to do. I think it was, oh, this is what the cool adults do. Cool. So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. And um, yeah, there wasn't much. There wasn't even really much thought other than that. Just like, all right, cool. This is where I'll. If that's what cool adults do, that's what I'm going to do. And it, and then from there, it's always been like a kind of like a, a foundation of everything else I've done in life. So that's been like the, the common thread from, I'd say, nine years old till, till now. Because mm, like, obviously growing up in London, I'm from Birmingham. I live in Liverpool now, so it's a bit different. But growing up in London at that time as well, because obviously the, the environments are... It's different now, but obviously growing up then, it, it must have been, I'm not saying difficult, but it must have been challenging in some ways to obviously kind of get away from the stigma of what, you know, especially South London at that time as well was quite, you know, the knife gun crime, all that stuff. Yeah. How did you make sure you stayed away from that? Or I really did it, it, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think... I, I hear you, man. <laughs> to, me, to me, though, like, so a lot of a lot of that stuff, like, the, the environment is the environment. So that's what you're just surrounded by. So to be honest, yeah, there's a lot of things, and I, and I get this now because I work with young people now, there's a lot of things that you don't even really see as wrong until mm. someone from the outside goes, yeah, that ain't, that ain't cool, you know? Like, you, you, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Or you start seeing the consequences of, of actions and then you're like, all right, yo, this is a bit mad. So as far as, like, that side of life, I was never, I've never been like involved in that, in that way. Like deep, deep I've never been deep into it, but mm-hmm. it's always just been around me. So it's never been something that I've had to, I consciously was decided, yeah, I don't want to do that. I think the first time I consciously um, understood that, oh, you know what? There's like, there's another way to, to be like, I don't know how to put it, man. Like, cause I kind of feel like we have this idea of like, we want to, of what street cred is, right? Mm-mm. And or what it means to be just like a, a, a man out here, you know what I mean, right? So to me, that was always just you had to be hard, didn't it? Like you got to be hard. And I yeah, think yeah. the first and, and a lot of a lot of bad things come with that. So a lot of things like you know what I mean, the fighting again that starts in school. Who's the hardest? Like who's the hardest in the year? Like that starts <laughs> that starts from school, and a lot of yeah, things yeah. come with that, right? So it wasn't until 
um, really like her dead prez. So when dead prez, let's get free. When that, when that dropped here, yeah, that was like, oh, these men are like, these men are G, but they're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Like they're fighting for the right thing. And mm-hmm. That was that was where it kind of changed, and then you kind of have you kind of have a little bit more perspective on the things that you thought were cool. So you have a you have a much better idea of like um, gang violence because before you just see gang violence as yo them man over there, us over here, it's back mm-hmm. and forth in it. But then when you start looking at it from a, a wider perspective, you're like, oh wait a minute, again we're all we're, we're crabs in the barrel, but like who put us in the barrel in the first place? Precisely, man. Right. And it wasn't until I really started digging into what Dead Prez was saying. And then that kind of led me down the path of reading about Malcolm, um, reading about just just different activists and kind of having an idea. And, and, and that's where like the, I guess, the conscious side of hip hop comes into things where you start really going into like there's different sides of this, this thing we call music is different things that we can promote. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years, that was my that was my space for years. It was Genesis Elijah, the conscious rapper. And I wasn't even like, at, at, at a time, that that title was cool for me. I was like, yeah, cool. Call me a mm. conscious rapper because to me, that that differentiated me from the guys that were talking the road stuff, the gangster stuff. And, and regardless of what I was doing in my life, like whether my life was involved in madness, to me, it was like, yeah, I might be involved in madness, but that's not what I want to represent. And that's not who, that's not who I am or who mm. I want to be. So... Yeah, Dead Prez was was like the beginning of that because that's when I for the first that's when I grew my dreads the first time. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that you know what I mean. Before that, it was all it was all plats and came and all that business. Yeah, but so when Dead Prez dropped, it was like it, it changed everything about. I got a Dead Prez tattoo, man. It changed mm. everything about like who the I image. was. The image it reframed, man. It reframed mm. it. It's like now you can be a strong black man talking about righteousness. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, man. Hundred percent, but um, when did you realize that you wanted to? Because I think I think I've I've listened to interviews in the past where you've said it was around sort of ten eleven that you realized this is what I want to do. And obviously, growing up, when you try and tell like your parents or something, I remember trying to tell my mum like I want to be a footballer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she was like, "Stop being stupid." You know, like it's not it's not going to happen, sort of thing. And when did you realize, or how how did you go about? Obviously, ten eleven. 12 peak years in sort of school age when did you decide right this is what I'm going to do I'm going to start because obviously you're writing even now you can yeah. tell obviously you was writing from early from when you was a kid so when did you decide that this is what I'm doing was it age 10, 11? I think yeah so like probably about 11 I think I was 11 my brother was 10 and that was so that would have been um, wasn't until I moved to Luton so it would have been it might even have been a bit later than that to be fair when I really got serious but it would have been like first year of of high school. So year seven was when I was writing. That was when I was writing every day. Um, stealing, stealing books from school. To I've, write done that day, well. man. I've done it, man. So, <laughs> lost, and, lost the English book. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that was the, that was, those were the times where I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. And really just kind of like, it's one of them things, man, where you, 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 you start seeing you start understanding what these other guys are doing. So you start seeing like, you're listening to Snoop, but you don't really understand how he's doing what he's doing until you start doing it yourself. You start writing your rhymes and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you start understanding metaphors and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like, to be fair, a lot of that stuff 
it was learning by just watching and listening and not understanding what they would do. And I didn't, I didn't know it was called a metaphor. I didn't know what a simile was. I didn't know all that kind of stuff. Even to this day, there's, there's bare stuff that people are like, have like fancy words for. And I'm just like, no, nah, just do it, innit? I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. And that was, that, I think that was a big part of it. Just being able to immerse yourself in the craft and just figuring out like, how do you, how do you, how do you rhyme? How many bars do you rhyme? How many words do you rhyme? What about if I rhyme two words the same rather than just one word the same? Mm. Like, and now they call it multisyllabic, but back then I didn't, you know what I mean? I was just like, how many words can I rhyme to do that? Start listening to Bone Fungs of Harmony, you're like, wait, wow, they're rapping in triplets. How do I, like, I mean, how do I get that sound? Like, how do you do with that? You know what I mean? So, for, for I'd say like, for the majority of my, my formative years, my young years was really just trying to figure out how you do, how they do what they're doing and how can I make myself fit into that like you know what I mean how do I do what they do then then bring it to into my my way of doing things and that's mm. even that's how I do it now that's literally the way I, I do music to this day I'll, I'll listen to it could be whatever it could be drill right so the first time I don't know 2014 or whatever first time I heard drill I'm like raw yeah, yeah these men are coming different with it yeah then it's mm. like all right wait a minute how are they what patterns are they using and then just seeing what copying their patterns and then going Ah, uh, you know what? If I did my pattern this way, then that's how I would, you know what I mean? And just mm. kind of figuring out how to do it yourself. And that's 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 what it was. So it was along with along with like learning who I am. Obviously, you're you're a young adult, so learning who I am as a person, and then kind of marrying that with the skill and how and trying to bring that together. And um, mm. yeah, to this day, it's always been the same. My parents weren't. I never I never told my parents, "Yeah, I want to be a rapper." Like. <laughs> That would have that would have been. Not, you wouldn't be quick, sitting here today, man. Yeah, that would have been a quick. That would have been a quick beating. Like I tell you what, though, my mum one time, man, I was at my, I was at my cousin's house. I sat in for away for a little while, and um, I would hide my rap books and like under my under my Done pillow it, and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I must have come back here yeah, from from wherever I've been the weekend away, and uh, my mum's like, yeah. I found the book rap. gone. <laughs> She's like, there was loads of swearing in it. I'm like, yo, where's my books then? I threw them all away. Ripped them oh, up and threw them away. No. And, that was, and I must have been at the time, maybe I was like 14 then or 13. So it was like two years worth of rhymes just gone, man. Oh my like, God. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad because like, even thinking back, like, I think I remember discover, or discovering you. I think you did an SBTV and I'm sure, I'm going to say 10 years ago, it's got to be easy. 10 years plus, easy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think then I, I thought, oh, okay, let me, because at the time as well, SBTV was like, a, still is a big thing, but yeah. then it was like watching TV. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Used to sit and watch it. So I think looking at you then and looking at you now, that transition, mm. obviously you've, as you get older, you evolve in anything, in every walk of life, you just mature with age, mature with music. So how do you feel like that transition has been for you in terms of, where you was then, what you was writing about then, um, you kind of self-entitled yourself a conscious rapper, but you've got different elements to yourself as well because you're not just always conscious, you're always, you know, you can go into a different room and hold your own in that room as well. Your music's quite versatile. I think like at the time, man, like 10 years ago, going back 10 years, I was kind of boxed in. So, mm. but not for, not for any other reason, I'd box myself in. So I had this idea of like who I wanted to be um, and what lane I wanted to be in. And I wouldn't do much outside of that lane. And even like the, listening back to that, um, like the SBTV, like really kind of going boom back with it. Um, 
and really just being in like a real, a real kind of, yeah, like a real rigid box. Um, and I think the difference now is I'm not, I'm not trying to fit into anywhere, man. I'm just trying to do, I'm trying to have fun with music. Um, I think at the time I kind of had in my mind, you know, I want to, like, I want to, uh, I want to blow, man. And I need to figure out like how I'm going to do it. And I've got to take this path and it, every, everything meant so much. It's like, this is going to be the one that's going to get me to where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. But like g- going forward now, or, or the way I'm now, I'm just like, I'm just having fun with this, man. I don't really care. Like, I just want to do what was fun to me. So I think that's the, that's the main difference. I think then I, I took it way too seriously as far as I, I needed people to respect me as an MC or respect me as a rapper and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like, I don't really care about a lot of that stuff, man. I just, I like having fun with music. I don't care about genres. I want to do all different kinds of genres. Any genre there, there is, I want to have a go at that. Um, and just like enjoying music, man. It's a hobby, in it? Like you're supposed to enjoy this shit. It's, you're not supposed to be like, it ain't supposed to, it ain't supposed to depress you. And I feel like a lot of people get bogged down in trying to be something. And that's why they, they get, they get um, depressed and bitter because it's like, oh, I didn't get what I was supposed to get. But it's like, it's, that's cool, man. Just do you, just do you. Yeah, no, I hear that, man. I hear that. And it's mad as well, because obviously... We've been in lockdown for what feels like eternity, man. Three mm. weeks, three years, not three weeks, three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember last year, I think it was last year, you literally, it felt like you was dropping a project or a single at least every every week. I remember yeah, going man. on your Twitter, there was something out there, ne- next thing, and it wasn't just a single, you'd have the visual to back it up as well. Like, was that just a conscious effort as well, like to just make sure that obviously a lot of people in lockdown suffered in terms of not being able to perform and not, mm. like, cause obviously... I can see your mic there. You got your little, your, your, your sort of setup that you got at yeah, home man. as well. So it, yeah. it's it's easier to do that rather than having to go to the studio. You can just do it all there as well. So it was that just a, a thing that you thought, right? I'm gonna just put out as much music as possible in the space of two years. Do you know what? Yeah. See, this is the thing. Being an independent artist, right? You're you're good in a lot of ways that you, you don't know you're good in. So mm. when let me let me, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So I've been doing my own production, own recording, mixing, mastering, videos, artwork, like any editing, anything you could think of, I've been doing myself. So mm. I'm, I'm in a position where I can do the whole thing from A to Z. I can get a project done, done it before. So this, this, it's, the, it's the kind of thing where when lockdown hit, yeah, everybody was like, they couldn't go studio. They didn't, they didn't have access to the mics. They didn't have access to the producers. They didn't have access to the, the studio. They didn't have access to the video people. All of that was gone, right? And they were panicking. I was calm. I'm like, this is, I've been doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's one of them things where like, it's, it's like almost like a, a apocalyptic world where the electricity has gone. There's no internet and like people can't go to the supermarkets and I'm like, yo, I've been living in the forest. I've been living in the jungle. Like it's with, with fire and this is not, this is so easy for me. Mm. So I just thought, you know what, let me just, let me just take, like use this time to really gain some, um, gain some momentum and gain some ground. And that's mm. what I used it for. So 2020 dropped, um, blurred, dropped the blurred album. And then I also did a, I think I did a, a deluxe version of The Creature from Beneath the Mainstream dropped that as well. 
I forgot I about that. Yeah, yeah. like, just yeah. know what I mean? Just there, yeah. just, stuff was there. So it, it was like, yo, let's just take some time. And then coming up to 2021, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a single every week. I think it was um, uh, one of my boys, Mike, he must have put up a tweet and he said, yo, the hardest workers are these guys. I can't remember who he even put me with. But I just took that as a fence. Like, don't put me with nobody, you know? Like, no mm. one's working. Like, if you want to talk about hard workers and it's mm. in music, like, you got to put me in a different, a whole different category. So my, my, my thinking was, all right, cool. I'm going to drop a track every week. Let's see who keeps up. Let's see who can drop some, you know what I mean? Like, who, who can do what I'm about to do? And the answer was nobody. So yeah. that was, that was my, my mindset. And that's why, like, when I, did, when I wrote, um, did the song Power, the first line, don't mention them and me and work rate in the same sentence. Them and Apprentice. I've been on vengeance. Job bless me since I made my entrance. Job bless was the first song. Like, since, yeah, I, yeah. since I came in the game, I've been doing, I've been doing me. And I, I think, Sometimes I'm a kind of person, yeah. I need that. I need that. Um, that negative push, even if mm. it's a, even if it's a negative push, I make up myself. Even if it's like the, resistance. The, yeah, I need that, man. So mm, like mm. that was part of it. Just like, yo, these people really think they can mess with you, man. Like mm. they're really just, you know what I mean? So that's that's what it was. And then the whole, and then coming to the end of the year, after I dropped two albums, and bearing in mind, yeah, I'm dropping a track every week, right? So you would think the quality would dip. But if you listen to Vision and you listen to a prophet in his hometown, you can't, you can like, I'm biased, obviously, but you can't tell me where the quality dipped. Like it did mm. not dip. Like we really went in on every single song. We really went in, not just on the production, um, but on like the features, on, on the content, on how things felt. Like we were really doing this. So then by the time I got to the end of the year and I, I still felt like I wasn't getting the respect that, I thought I should get. And again, that comes with some, a little bit of entitlement as well, which you, you know I mean, I would, I would say you probably should never feel entitled. But at the same time, I was just like, if it, let's say I don't feel entitled, mm. but let me just be clear. None of you can mess with me. Let's just say that then. Let's just do that. And then I dropped the next. And that was the next thing. It was just like, I'm just going to do this on a, on a, again, on a weekly basis with the visuals. And you get to see like what the, the quality is, man, and, and how I'm how I feel about what I do. Mm. That's that's because there's not many artists that are dropping that much projects in one year as well. Like normally, the, the consistency is you'll get someone dropping like a couple singles, then they wait a couple months, drop the album. Do you know what I mean? And then that's that's what you hear from them. You don't hear from them again till the next year or the year after. But consistently doing that and then dropping the, the bodies of work as well on top of those singles, yeah, that's mad. That's and, and a lot, about it. and and it's mad because a lot of people, even when they do it, it don't hit the same way, man. Like, mm. like Papoose, Papoose is Papoose, yeah, and he dropped an album a month, I think he did, and Papoose can rap, mm. but at the same time, certain and some of them tracks, I was like, oh, come on, Pat, man, like you know what I mean, like throwaways, like, yeah, like don't do like like don't do throwaways, like my my throwaway tracks, I would I would say yeah that um the last album to me was throwaway in a way because I can't, I can't maximize off those songs because I can't get the, the sample clearance or, you know what I mean? We're just stealing samples. Mm. And I would say those are like throwaway songs. But those are some of the songs that people message me like, yo, this is the best song I've ever heard from you. Like, this is, this is the level of, of where things should be. This is the start. I've got people messaging me like, yo, you, you're getting me back into rap. Like, I, I won't even listen to rap like that. But now this album is on, you know what I mean? I'm getting people that... People that are pop stars, yeah. People that you, if I say names, yeah, they're mainstream pop artists. DM me, DMing me, going, yeah, nah, I've been playing this nonstop. I can't stop playing this, and it's just like, 
yeah. All right, cool. Like that's the way it's supposed to be. Like I don't even, I don't even really take it as as like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm like, yeah, nah, bless for that. But yeah. of course, of course, of course, like mm. I really, I really do this. Like I'm the mm. chef out here, so it's like to me, it's like you're supposed to enjoy the cooking, not because. Not because I'm super great, but I've been doing this a long time. Like, I know how food's supposed to taste. I know what music's supposed to, to be like on that level. So that's the, the kind of energy I have with it, man. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense, man. One, one of the things that I wanted to ask was, what's your team like around you? Because I know a lot of the work you do yourself, but have you got like a team around you that you kind of bounce ideas off or just, I don't know, man. What, what, what's the structure like underneath you? Not really, man. Like, I would say I would say this this year 2021 was the first time that there was what I would class as almost a team. Mm. And even when I say team, I mean it in a really loose, in a loose way. Yeah. Um, like this year's gonna be very different, only because I just I'm because I'm going for more, it means I need more, right? But mm. going back to the last two projects, so vision again was done, that's that's just all me. And then I got Shapes in to do some co-production. So what Shapes would do, Shapes is an incredible producer, probably the best producer I've ever worked. No, 100% the best producer I've ever worked with. And he comes from a different, a different area than me, a different space than me. So in his own right, he's a much bigger artist than me in his scene, yeah? And in, well, in any scene, like, you know what I mean? He does really does the, the million streams business. So when I come with him with my, like, almost underground way of thinking, He'll, he'll drop, yeah, nah, I like what you did there, but you need to add this. You need to change these drums. You need to add this bit. You need to have this break and this is the way it should, it should be. And to me, that's like invaluable because again, you're looking at things in a way that I can't, I can't see because I haven't been there before. Like he, he's, he's doing, he's DJing and performing to thousands. I'm not doing that. So again, when I, when I go to him and go, yo, I've got this track here that I want it to bang. And he's going, yeah, nah, it bangs. But if you want to get it over the, to the next level, you need to add this. You need to do that. So on Vision, he kind of came in, I'd say like, it was almost like uh, he would add like maybe 10% of what, and onto what I did. But then when we did um, A Prophet in His Hometown, I was a, he, he upped that up to like maybe 30, 40% where some of the beats, he, he, he done like 50% of the beat. Or the beat, if you hear the difference between the beats, you'll be like, that's night and day. Like, yeah, you... Mm. You know what I mean? What's the, 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 the Jay-Z line? You made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. Like, I would make it a nice little... Mm. Man, I mean, I'm thinking my track's banging. I'm like, yo, this is gonna <laughs> blow. I send it to him. He'd, do, he'd, he'd, he'd mix and master, but then he'd change the beat. He'd do some mm. different arrangement. He'd add some bits in here and there. And then he sent it back to me. I'm like, oh my days. Like, like you're... You know what I mean? So, going forward again, now we're talking about what we're doing in 2022. It's that same thing where as a production team, that's us. Me and Shapes, that's the way it's always going to be. But then I've got some other people involved as well on the PR side of things, mm. um, on the radio plug-in side of things, on the, the SEO, like the, the analytics, that kind of thing. Because I feel like that's a part where a lot of people kind of fall down. Um, a lot of us are good at music, mm. but a lot of us ain't really good at the other stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the bit that I kind of needed a bit more help on. So then like, because I'm looking, I'm just literally, as you were speaking then, I was looking at your discography because it's mad. I don't think people appreciate this. If you go on Apple, anyone listening, Apple, Spotify, all of that stuff, the catalogue is mad. Like, 
singles, albums, collaborations. That's one thing I want to ask actually, because you collaborate quite a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of independent artists out there who might not know how to network properly. Do you know what I mean? And and it yeah. could just be a simple thing of going on Twitter, talking to that person who knows that person, or just directly talking to that person. But is that what what's what's your process and how you do that? Do you just obviously your circles you, you, you've always got to put the groundwork in to be able to talk to certain people around that table. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, you can't just, you can't be just starting out and go and talk to the the top people. Do you know what I mean? So what, what, how would you give some sort of advice to people that are starting out in the industry or trying to make themselves in the industry and networking? Because that's a key thing in music and people don't realise that. Yeah. There's two, there's two levels. There's two levels I see to that, yeah? Because I feel like networking is really important, but a lot of people see networking as like, especially if you're just like, if you're not an industry person and you didn't come up um, in one of the industry schools or whatever where they're teaching you these kind of things, a lot of times people see networking as like kind of fake. Mm. And because we like a lot of our stuff comes from we were making music with our friends, yeah? And that's just, that's gang, in it? Gang is gang. And we don't want no outsiders. And Drake said no new friends, so we don't want no new friends, right? <laughs> if that's you, that's cool. Yeah, that like, I mean, what's going to work for you? And there's a lot of there's a lot of guys, a lot of crews that I see that make music in their circle and it works because they just make music in their circle. And it's like, you kind of go, yeah, now that's your, I mean, it is what it is. Mm. But then even saying that, if you look at the top guys in those crews, they will, they will collab with some of the biggest artists out there. Mm. Um, so to me, again, that shows me that that is collaborations outside of your circle are really important if you want to level up. Um, um, to me, networking is really just being cool, man. Just, just like being cool and have something, to, something to offer. Like it ain't got to be like you can't always be like, yo, I'm trying to get something from somebody. Like because I want to, I want to do a track with whoever, and I'm trying to buddy up with them because I just want a track from them. It can't be that way. Or I'm trying to get a beat from them. It can't be that way. And to be fair, I don't think most people are. They, people can see through that. So if you're trying it, it's probably not going to work that way anyway. Um. So I would say like. As far as trying to find, if there is someone, you know what? I'm going to break it down. There's three ways. So there's the networking way. Cool, cool, cool. Then there's the industry way where you just go, yo, my management is going to holler at your management and we'll just go from there. But on the say, on the split side of that second part, you have to be in a position for it to work both ways. Mm. So unless you're either signed or you've got the money, you're not going to get that. And sometimes even if you've got the money, it's not going to work the way you think it's going to work because they're not going to promote it on their side of things. You're not, you're, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get their fans. No, you're not going to get their fans. Unless they are one of the biggest artists ever, it's not going to work that way. And it, like, there's only, you, you, you see it with like, um, he's a, he's a, that Drake. All right, so Drake does a song with, um, what's his name? Blockboy. That yeah. track, crazy. Biggest track out, right? Cool, cool, cool. But then what happens next? Like, where does he go next as that it, as that artist, right? So you kind of got to be able to capitalize off that and have more than just a feature. Like you, you really need to build who you are as a as an individual for them to like really go with you. There's there's, there's certain artists I've, I've heard on other people's music and be like, oh my god, that guy was sick. I'm gonna go check that person out, see what else they got. Mm. Again, it's it's in this day and age, it's a hard thing to do. Another thing I, I was talking about recently as well, yeah. Just because you want to do a track with the biggest artist, you kind of got to make sure that you are um, prepared for that. 
Like you have space for that because a lot comes with those other artists. You might do a track. Say you can afford to do the track. You've done the track. They sent the verse over, yeah? You want to do a single now. You need to make sure that you've got a budget big enough to accommodate when they come through to do the video. Because they're not, if you That's say true. to them, yo, I'm going to do a little video, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Where are you doing a video? Ah, oh, my boy's got a camera. We're gonna... No, 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 no. We ain't doing that. You know what I mean? Certain, certain guys will do that. Certain guys will be like, no, no, no. It's got to look. Everything's got to be patterned. It has to be right. So mm. the, 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 I guess the, the, um, the way, I guess the way to put it here is like, you might want a Rolls Royce, right? And I say, all right, cool. I'm going to give you a Rolls Royce right now. All right, where are you going to park that? Like, you can't park it outside your yard. Because, you know what I mean? Insurance is going to, can you even yeah. afford the insurance? What about, what about, is, is the, that's a, that's a, you know I mean? Like an eight liter engine or whatever. Can you even petrol. afford to do petrol with that? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much stuff that comes with, <laughs> so much stuff that comes yeah. with it. Mm. So it's like, you kind of have to think about that when you're going with, with bigger artists. And it's like, it's like the fight game, man. You can't just, a, a fighter can't just say, I want to fight the champion. Now nah, you got to mm. work your way up to that. And it, when I was younger, I never got that. Mm. I just thought, because if somebody liked me or liked my music, I could just holler at them and be like, yo, 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 yo. You know what I mean? And it's only now that I kind of realize, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I see, I see what it is. And my, my conversations are different with them. You know what I mean? Like I just, mm. And, and and just kind of show that little bit of understanding and respect that no, if it if we can do it, then let's do it. But I understand if we can't do it, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's what it's like. I mean, obviously, everyone's got their own different perspective of what the music industry is. But you know, there's sometimes where even myself, when I've done a bit of music and I've I've sent beats over to someone and they've gone, oh yeah, I like it, and then they just dive, they don't get back to me or <laughs> they get back to me, they record it, and then it doesn't come out. But then yeah. that's just part of the business. Like some people just don't want to use that or some people might, do you know what I mean? Like you can't, I think you've got to be, you you got to separate like your feelings from the business. Do you know what I mean? And just 100%. understand sometimes people just don't want to fuck with the music that you're making. And sometimes it ain't even, nah, sometimes it ain't even that. Sometimes it's a label thing, especially when you're yeah, working yeah, with, like if course. you're working with an independent artist, yeah, then that independent artist is, is in a position to to kind of do whatever they want. Right, I remember. I remember actually one time doing a song with um, who was it with, man? I think it was Dream McLean, yeah. So I think this was like going back like two thousand and eight or something. And then he messaged me and was like, "Yeah, that song we did, yeah. Um, you can put it out, but like, don't like say it was done earlier. Say it was done before, innit? And I can't really promote it because like my management and label and whatever." And I was so like, "What? Do like, be, so say it was before his deal? You mean? So yeah, before, before the deal, deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what? Like, and I was like, come on, man. Like, I'm a big man. Man can't tell me, man can never tell me what to do. Like, I can't put a song out and this, that, and the third. Right. And like, you know what I mean? And I was like, come on, bro. You acted like a punk out here, yeah? But then that's what it, I was saying in my head. I didn't say that to his face. But I was like, like, damn, bro. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, nah, but now I realize it way more. Like, oh, no, mm. no. Like, to, to be fair, he did me a super favor. He did me a super solid. Like, he shouldn't have done what he did. But, he, and, be, and he did the verse for free as well. Like, it wasn't like, yo, I paid for this and you're letting let me use it. He was like, nah, do you know what, man? I miss with you. I like the track. Yo, let's do it. And unfortunately, the way the business is, like, I can't just be doing stuff like that because every time I do a verse, I've got to run it by management. I've got to run it by the label so that they get their cut. You have to understand mm. that the verses is the product. Like, that's, that's the commodity now. That's what, that's how we make our money. We can't be giving out verses for free. Cause that's how we make our money, True. and I've seen that with with bare other artists. I've seen it with um, 
think Nova did a track with N Dubs. Um, who else? Who else has got songs like big songs? Um, ah, who am I thinking of? There's another guy who's got a track with um, got a track with um, Ed Sheeran. Like, and it it did come out, but they just couldn't push it. Mm. Like the label weren't pushing it, so it's, it's mad, like you it? have it's mad. crazy. Like you have a track with mm. like the biggest artists, but because the biggest artists don't push it, it don't do what you think it would do. And that's the game, man. It's crazy, man. But you touched on a good point. I was going to bring this up because you're you're independent. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of pros to that as well. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll touch on that first, actually. So the independent route is what a lot of people are going for now. Because obviously, creative control, you ain't, got, you ain't got to pay no one else to do nothing. You, you speak to yourself. You're your own boss. How, how do you find that? Because... I'm sure you've been in meeting rooms with major labels, big labels, and they've probably put something on the table to get you to entice you or whatever. What's been your decision to always stay independent and 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 take that journey? Um, I say this, man. Like I say two things. I never sold my soul to the devil because the devil never wanted it. So I've never been offered like anything crazy enough for me to be like, yeah, that's cool. So I can't sit here and be like, yeah, I turned out this, I turned out that. That never happened. No one's ever offered me anything that was like that I thought was worth going for. So all the all the all the deals that I've been offered have always been just like um either small development deals or especially coming up. Like when I was when I was I'm talking about the the last Maybe the last time I got offered a, a good deal would have been maybe last year, year before. Okay, um, okay. And again, it was I was in a different place. So when I was younger, I might even have taken that deal, but I was in a different place. The second thing I want to say is people say, yeah, everyone's going independent. But to be fair, you're independent by default. So when you start, you're independent. You, you have no choice. And also a lot of people that are independent, again, have no choice. This is just what, what we are. And that's where I was for a long time. Um, coming off my uh, uh, off my first deal, which to me wasn't even a deal. It was just, it was just a situation where it's kind of, you're almost a kind of like sponsorship. Like they're going to pay for some stuff, but I never made, I never got an advance um, and never made any money off either, either of those deals, the single deal or the, or the album deal. So to me, it was like, that don't really, that don't really count. Um, even though they paid for some stuff. Um, I think that, it's cool. It's cool being independent. Like you said, you're in charge of everything you do. Unfortunately, you have to pay for everything you do as well. So it all comes out of your pocket. A lot of people talk about, yo, I own 100% of my music, but 100% of nothing is nothing. So if, you're, if your masters ain't worth anything, then who cares, isn't it? Like, it, 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 and, it, and there is a balance, man. And you're, there's two things you see. You see the thing where guys who are signed to a label try to get out of that deal. So um, you, well, I don't. I don't need to mention names. We've seen that a lot. You've yeah, seen yeah. guys who were in deals and who are really, really successful, but their deal isn't the greatest. So they kind of got to do a lot more than most people would at that, at that stage. So when you look at the difference between Drake and and Kendrick, that's where you see the difference. Drake worked a lot. Drake put out a lot of music, did a lot of shows, a lot of touring because. Mm. Drake's deal was cut down, like bust down four different ways. So it's like, all right, cool. For every million you make, you're only getting 250 of that. And then you got to pay everybody. Then you still got to pay fees on top of that and your taxes. Yeah, yeah. So the millions don't look the same. Whereas Kendrick, again, you're only really going through two labels, TDE and Interscope. 
however that's bust down, but it's broken down in a different way. So it means I can sell less, I can work less, and I can still make as, as much as I need. You know what I mean? So mm. there's, there's, there's all that kind of stuff to kind of consider. Um, one of the things I've been able to do as an independent artist is really just kind of study my own analytics and yeah, figure yeah. out like, how do you make money? Like, how do you, how do you live off, off what you're doing? And I feel like that's kind of like the, that's the goal, right? The goal is to be a, be a, a full-time artist. And I've been a full-time artist since 2006. And but. I kind of, I came into that by accident because mm. that's when the mix CDs, everyone said the mix CDs on the street. And I just thought, oh, that's a little way to make a little bit of money. Not realizing that's a way to make a lot of money. And then that kind of held me over until I kind of got my next situation and figuring out, yo, how about this merch game? Like, how does that mm. work? And what can, and then CDs went, disappeared and then they came back. Like, oh, people want to buy CDs again. People want to buy vinyl again. So it's like really trying to figure that out. Like ticket sales, like, okay, I, I can get, I can get 500 pounds to, to go to your, someone's set and perform, or I can hire my own venue get my own people in, pay people to beat, to, to, to perform and pay myself the rest. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. figuring, there's all these different ways of figuring out like where does the money get made and how can I make the money? And one of the things you learn is, yo, I don't even need to have like, a fa- I don't need to have like millions of fans. I just need, mm. a, I just need a few, like a core fan base. That's it. So all mm. of that stuff is like, it's, is, is the lesson. And, and it's, it's cool. Like, some people don't want to do that. I was talking to someone recently and they were like, yeah, um, I've, I've been making, I've been sitting on loads of music, man. Like I love making music, but I hate the, the, the putting it out part. I hate the like, you know what I mean? The Instagram posts, the interviews, all that other stuff. But to me, that's part of the hustle. That's part of the game. So I've kind mm. of, I've learned to love it. Like I, I love looking at stats. Like I love looking at analytics, man. That stuff to me is like, I don't know. It's, it's fun to me. It's, it's almost as fun as making the music. Like I, like, I love that side of things because that shows you like your progression, like to be mm. able to say, yo, I, my, my views are up 62%. Like my, my streams are up 150%, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, cool. We're moving in the, in the correct way. We're moving in the correct. Shows that progress. Shows the progress of what you're doing and yeah. it, it gives you that incentive to carry on. Yeah. Yeah, what man. Because mean? I feel like there's, there were years where like, there, there were years where I didn't, because I wasn't watching that stuff, yeah? Mm. I didn't progress how I should have because I wasn't focused on, I'll tell you what, I was, fo- I was focused on like being the best rapper and making the best songs, but mm. that's all I was focused on. I wasn't focused on the business. So there was, there was, there, there are years where I left money on the table because the attitude was different as well. It was like, Yo, man, we do this for the love, man. It ain't about the money. It's for the love. And it's like, yeah, you, you're going to love yourself out of your, out of your yard, bruv. Like, you're going to love yourself into being homeless. So, Literally. yeah, like, you got, there has to be a, a, a time where you go, yo, uh, we need to start making some money from this. Mm. And my wife is like a really big part of that because I'm a dreamer and she keeps me grounded. She'll be like, yeah, nah, go do your dreaming, yeah, but I'm going to wake you up when these bills need to be paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so... <laughs> Yeah, it, I hear that. It gives you like a really good, it gives you like a really good balance. Um, mm. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to us about the latest projects. None of you can with me. So 
that just came from again being fr- being frustrated, man. I think it started from a tweet, man. Like a lot of a lot of times, I'm just things are from my head, and I'll just tweet it and see what the the, the response is. And I said mm. to everyone, "Yo, I'm gonna call my latest my next album this," and everyone was like, "Yeah, go for it." Yeah. And then, like one of my um, my ex my ex manager, I must have messaged her and was like, "What do you think?" She's like, "You have to do that." So I was like, "All right, cool." It seems a bit I don't know, man. I was like. Because when I wrote it, I was in one of the moods, in it? When I'm just like, nah, man, none of you can miss that. I'm on it, And then a couple of days later, I'm like, shit, nah, these guys are cool, man. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I, I, I don't know if I want to come with that energy, man. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, I don't know. It just kind of, it, I, it started really high. Then it kind mm. of, I kind of lost the idea, like the, the love for that title. But I was still making the music. And mm. then, it just kind of creeped back in. And just, it, then it just made perfect sense. And then it was just like, yeah, this is what it's going to be because it really does encapsulate how I feel right now. And I, f- I and, and I need some more of that, man. I need some more of um, a closed mouth, don't get fed. Like, I've got to speak. Like, I've got a story in it. And I, the story's not getting told. And the reason the story's not getting told is because I'm not pushing it. Mm. Because I've always been a kind of person that's just like, now nah, the music's going to do the talking. But the fact of the matter is the music don't do the talking, man. Like, the talking does the talking. And Facts. And we've seen it in this game, man. It's like you can you can have the best, some of the best music out there, but because you're not a person who's like out there on social media or whatever, the antics or you ain't doing the antics, yeah, you just get overlooked. And mm. I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I need to, if I feel something, I have to speak it. And I might have to be more pushy than I would be than I'm comfortable with. Mm. Um, because I'm a calm guy, man. Like I'm not, I'm I'm not like a on music, I get rowdy, yeah. But in real life, yeah, for the most part, I'm just cool in it. Like I'm never yeah, the yeah. guy who's like trying to start beef and that kind of stuff. Like that's never been me. Mm. But at the same time, in this kind of in this meta meta universe that we're in, it's like you have to be louder, man. Like you have to you have to make noise, um, or you will get overlooked. And I can't afford to be overlooked, man. No, hundred percent, man. And it's on it's on Bandcamp. Um, so anyone who's listening or watching, I'm going to drop the link in the description, but make sure you check that mm-hmm. out as well. It's on Bandcamp. But um, I wanted to talk to you about the the clothing, the the, the, the merch. Yeah. Because um, that's something that you touched awesome. on earlier. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And what what got you into that? Because obviously it's, it's, a, it's very similar to the music world, but at the mm. same time as well, it's a different hustle um, as well. So tell us about the, the, the clothing line as well. So that started originally, the idea started in 2000 and eight, I think. Right, okay. Um, which is when I, had, when I first, first had the idea and mm. it was it was supposed to be a mixtape that came with it and then the mixtape didn't happen. We lost the hard drive, man. So we lost oh, like a whole, man. yeah, man, there's a killer. That's a Keep super shit, man. Like <laughs> not, crazy. Lost the books. Lost the book. I'm telling you, man. I've, I've, I've got like four, it's four times in my life where I've lost like a whole bunch of music. Oh, and man. Yeah, it's, 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 it hurts, man. But um, yeah, I had the idea for the, the, just the brand because um, it kind of went with like what we were doing at the time we were selling CDs in the street at the time so that was like the, the thing in it and um, yeah like designed the, my boy um, AC we designed the logo and then at the time I was using like um, like these print to order services so right. it means like you don't have to put any money in but they just print your stuff for you so I did that and didn't do too well really um, because there was, I would only make like 
two or three pound a t-shirt, I think at the time. It might even be less than that, man. It was crazy anyway. But so, so again, I wasn't really incentivized to really push it. Um, came into a point, I think, I think I might have got like a tax rebate or satin, yeah? And I had some money. And this is a time I'm broke as well, yeah? So like mm. getting a tax rebate was like the... Christmas yeah, come early. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so I must have put up a, a, a message. This is Facebook, Facebook days. Yo, I'm getting some t-shirts printed. Who wants t-shirts? Like this is my hustle t-shirts. And this is, this is, a, this is the t- oh, I miss these days, man. Facebook organic reach. Like yeah, yeah, I swear, yeah. if I had Facebook organic reach today, I'd be a millionaire <laughs> by the end of the year. Easy. I'm telling you, it was crazy. So you would just, you would, you would post something and everybody would see it. Every one of yeah, your followers would true. see that. It's so true. yeah, that was, that kind of changed the game for me then, yeah, because what had happened, yeah, I said, yo, who wants to check these t-shirts? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I bought the t-shirts and they sold out real quick and then just kept on repeating that, man. So like I would do like, I think the first runs we would do would be like 50, 50 t-shirts and then they would go then do another 50 different colors. They would go, then started doing hoodies and then they would go and it was just like, it was, just, it was building like that and then it got to a point where st- it's still now, like the merch makes way more money than the music. So like, that's the kind of thing you're kind of going to be more focused on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then like when it, so this is 2012. So 2012 times, or 2011, let's say 2011, I was really like, really pushing it. We were doing fashion shows, pop-up shops, like loads of stuff. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I just, re- I, I kind of got burnt out on the idea because even though I, I loved the idea of, of owning a clothing line, fashion is not my passion, is it? Like, it's not really the thing that wakes me up. Yeah, yeah. It wakes me up at night. It's music. I love music. So then we took a, I kind of took a break off that um, we used to have people I used to work with with it, like got rid of everybody and was just like, now nah, I'm just going to do this myself because I just want it to be a little bit smaller for now yeah, because I want to yeah. focus, I wanted to focus on music. So that's, so from then until now, that's what it's been. It's been quite a small thing. Um, the original idea, the, reason, the reason why it was called um, This Is My Hustle and not like Genesis Elijah Way or something was because you remember Star in the Hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so Star in the Hood was really like my, kind of like the, the the plan. So I always thought, yeah, like at the moment, people like Genesis Elijah, but there's going to be a time when Genesis Elijah is not cool and I want to have something that just, that goes past me. That's not just mm. about me and I can build it separate from me. And that's how it, that's how it's been, man. I remember seeing a guy wearing my hat one time and I'm like, oh, shit, the hat. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, like, he'd be like, oh, Jealous. He was just like, like, who are you? Why are you staring at my hat for? <laughs> and, like, and, and it was sick. Like, to me, that was the moment I was like, ah, oh, yes. Like, I've gone past just my friends and people yeah, that know yeah, Genesis Alive. Wide of reach it. now. Yeah, man. And then, and that's how it's, that's kind of how it's, how it's grown. Um, I think at some point we'll, we'll go back. Because at the moment, it's not even a, it's not a limited company anymore. So I'll close the company. It's not a limited company. I'm just back to being a sole trader. But at one point, I was, it was a, it was a big company, man. Well, not a big company, but it was something I was planning to really build. But yeah, and be the main mm-hmm. thing. And I think I, I think at some point I will go back to that again, but not with me being the front man for it. Um, because yeah, there's, there's there's so much. It's so involved, man. It's so involved. It's not something you can really do part time. It's a full time job a commitment. Yeah, hundred percent. And even now, like I said, it's not a big thing, yeah. But every day I've got to send that packages. So every day yeah, I've got to go to the post. Like my post up, they know me like so well because I'm there all the time. Like I'm yeah, there every yeah. every other day. I'll be at the post office sending stuff. And um, 
if you don't like that kind of stuff, it's just, it's not for you. Yeah, and I don't. Like, yeah. I don't do post office, man. Nah, you know, if I sell nah. something on like eBay or something, I'm just. I've got to force myself to get the post office just so I don't get the bad feedback. But um, it's so long, it's yeah. so long, man. And the but, packaging yeah. as well, man. Like, yeah. Super long, yeah. All that yeah. stuff. Like people, I hate people it, don't see the side of it though. They just see they just see the thing turn up. They just see the goods turn up, but they don't see all the process, the uh, design, the the production, the packaging, the sending it off, exactly. the labeling, all of that stuff. No man, and it takes uh, up space as well. Like I'm, I'm still. <laughs> this is this this ain't a big flat. So if you get a box of hoodies, yeah. That's taken up. Like my wife's always cussing. Like, where are we gonna put this? It's like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's tough, man. Yeah, I hear that, man. Just just before we wrap up, but um, what what's in store for you, twenty twenty two? Obviously, you got the album out already. You got the project there, but what what can we expect from you as well? I think um, there'll be more music, man. There'll be more music. It's gonna be way less than it was last year. I think I'm probably only gonna do maybe two singles this year. Mm. Um. And I might do I might do some some re-releases, some deluxe versions of Vision and um uh, Prophet in his hometown. I might do uh, vinyl versions with some extra tracks. So I might do that. But as, as far as like new music, I'm kind of just really sitting back and taking my time with it. Um because last year was really an exercise in how much can we do. And we proved, man, like me and Shapes, we proved that if you give us a week, man, we can give you gold in it. Because 100%. He, yeah, he's got, the, he's got the beats. I got the ideas. We're going to do something. Um, but then the, the idea is like, now it's like, okay, how, how about if we, instead of, instead of giving, giving ourselves a week, how about if we give ourselves two months? Like, what can we do in two months? Like, what can we do if we really just sit back and and really try to craft something next next level, like, um, and not just like on on the music side of things, but on the on the promotion side of things. Like when you're promoting a, a, a track every week, I would forget what tracks were ha- like what happened. Mm. I'd be like, wait, what week is this? Yeah, I'm putting that. No, wait, I did that already. Oh, it's this yeah, one. Yeah, and like people, yeah, oh yeah, what's your? your oh, I love your new track, man. I'd be like, what new track do you love? Which one? <laughs> yeah, like I have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah it would be cool to just be able to go, no, we're just focusing on this song. And the money we put into all the music last year, how about we just, we just bust that down in a way where we're just putting that into a couple of tracks. Mm. So how much more can we do? Because we, we had some, we had some good wins, man. We got a couple of playlists, placements, um, a couple of the videos did pretty well. Adverts. Yeah. Like that stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's like, all right, cool. Well, how can we, how can we bring all of that together to a point where we've got a really good song, we put a lot of money into it to get it where it needs to be, and it's ready to go. If, if it needs to get licensed to an advert or a movie, it's there as well. And again, like for us, for me, definitely, that's where the money is anyway. So the, the money is always coming in, in the licensing. Like that's, the big, that's the big ticket. So mm. I only need like, I only really need four of them a year and I'm good. So Yeah, 100%. How do we keep how do we keep that up, that momentum and build relationships as well? Like how do we build relationships with the people that we're working with now? So I've I've got a, a little situation with the MOBOs where they're doing a lot of artist development. Um so how do we kind of really cultivate those relationships in a way where it's symbiotic, man, where we're we're giving as much as we're getting? Like mm. how do we yeah, like really, really just taking time with things, man, and and really just being really being um What's the word? Intentional. Really being intentional about what we're doing. Like, how do we 
we got goals, man. We got real, real big goals. And yeah, how do we do that rather than just being everywhere? Like we pre- we did that last year. Cool. Mm. You can make loads of songs. Bravo. All good, all good. But how do we make a real impact? Like how do we make a real impact where we're a, a I'm a global artist? Like mm. it's no longer just local. A step up. Yeah, step that up, man. And use mm. use the stuff, use the knowledge. Like apply the knowledge. What did you learn last year? Like if you learned something, then yeah, let's let's use that, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I'm looking forward to the year, man. Obviously, you, you're consistent with it, so I know that whatever you're gonna drop, it's gonna be a star, top tier stuff, man. It's not gonna be some condensed water down. Let's just throw it out because we want to throw something out. It's, do you know what I mean? It's gonna be consistent, man. And I, that, I think that's what, like I said, I remember the SBTVs. I remember you were doing SBTVs before people knew what SBTVs were. Do mm. you know what I mean? Bodies of work. I think. Yeah, Visions, man. Visions has got the instrumentals as well. I think there's an instrumental version that obviously I'm an instrumental guy. So come Same. on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love things like that. So just to be able to listen, obviously I love, love the lyrics, but sometimes I just need to hear the production as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, man. And, and nah, thank you, brother. Let, let the people know where your, um, your, your socials are, your, your, where they can find you as well. I'm easy to find as long as you can spell, man. Just Genesis Elijah, Google me. Everything will come up. You've got Twitter. Instagram. I I got TikTok. I don't really use it, but I got it. Um, Not on that. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> I got to use it more, man. I got to use it more, but I'm too, I'm too like, uh, stuck in my ways, man. But yeah, same, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had meetings with, with management uh, last week. They were like, yeah, so, you know what I mean? Like, what you, what can you do in TikTok stuff? Like, we want to try and get you viral on TikTok. Mm. And I was like, that, 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 that sentence made me feel a bit sick, man. Like, I don't like. Let me just let me do like, my music. If it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I'm everywhere, like, man. I'm everywhere. Yeah, but I appreciate you coming on. Um, nah, thank like you, I, brother. Like I said, I'll put all the links to everything in the description. Thank New you. album, put that in the description as well. It's on Bandcamp as well, so make sure you support that. Um, so it's a, I, I like the, the fact it's on Bandcamp. It's not on Spotify and Apple because we all know about the way that they treat artists on there as well do you know what it, I mean it's, 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 it's crazy it's mad, man it's and then you, know, you know what next thing I say as well yeah like Bandcamp is something I hadn't really thought about using before but I was forced to use Bandcamp on this project because I couldn't get the samples clear right and, right right and we, we we made we made more money in back from what in one week than we did in a whole year from streaming uh, can so I, I can imagine like, plus more yeah it's crazy man just mm. like alright maybe we should kind of do a, a bit more of this like mm. even if it's just for the first week or two weeks it should be Bandcamp exclusive just mm. to kind of fund anything else we're doing. Because, yeah, it, it was crazy. And again, I did everything this album would even... I didn't make it for it to do numbers. I literally did it for me. So, yeah. Yeah, 100. Mad one. Yeah, man. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to have to get you back on, man, because I've enjoyed this one. This is cool, a special one, man. Listen, man, I'm here, man. But yeah, this has been the Ear to the Streets podcast. Myself, T-Dot, Genesis, Elijah. Thank you very much for joining me. Until next time, stay safe out there, man. It's a, it's a COVID world. Stay safe, man. They're trying, they're trying to destroy us, man. Stay safe. For real. <laughs>